My name is Lauren Eliz Love, and welcome to this podcast. I'm so excited that you're here, and I can guarantee that you're craving success, abundance, prosperity, and all of the beautiful things that come with a thriving business. Here on the show, you are going to find all of the things that you really need to create that beautiful financial freedom that you crave. Inner work, personal transformation, and radical self-love are the tools that will excel you and propel you into that life that you desire. Here on the show, I will share stories and lessons from my life, along with interviews from great experts who've been able to do that work themselves. You'll hear lessons, breakthroughs, and tips to expand, to change, and to grow. Because growing a business is really about growing yourself. For more, you can visit laurenoflove.com. Are you ready? Let's dive in. What's up, you guys? Oh my gosh. Okay, so first of all, this week we have a huge announcement that we totally need to talk about. If you are listening to this podcast episode live, um, or even if you're listening to it just a couple of days later this week, like, hello, big announcement. We have opened registration for the free five-day Unleash Your Badass Business Challenge. So before we do anything at all, I want to share this with you. Please, 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 for all that is beautiful and successful and abundant, if you are so ready to claim your business breakthroughs, to reach new financial freedom in your life, to get more clarity in your success, to let go of money blocks, to overcome fears of vulnerability or authenticity or failure, all of these things, we're going to be covering this in the five-day free Unleash Your Badass Business Challenge. So all you have to do to register is go to badassbusinessbabe.com slash five day, the number five, D-A-Y, badassbusinessbabe.com slash five day. Really easy to remember, right guys? So there's like no excuse. And there's tons of giveaways throughout this five-day challenge. So it starts next week and this week is registration uh, and yeah, it's going to be just fucking awesome. I'm so super excited about it. Five day challenges for me are just an opportunity to give you guys even more free coaching to do things that usually people, um, pay me for <laughs> and I get to do them for you for free. So it's going to be awesome. It's something that I run every quarter and I'm really looking forward to this next round. So again, badassbusinessbabe.com slash five day. Now let's have a conversation for a moment about What got me to this place of feeling confident enough to put myself out there, to share a bunch of stuff, to be more vulnerable and authentic in the online space, all of that was really important for growing my business. However, the question is, what caused that? How did I create that? And more importantly, how did I level up these last couple of months? Because I'm sure many of you guys, if you follow Badass Business Babe on Instagram, that's my handle. You'll notice I took a trip to France. I was sharing all these pictures of myself, full frames, and I had not done that in quite a while. And I felt confident and sexy and beautiful. And a big part of this, I'm going to share this with you guys, really important. A big part of being able to create success as an influencer in the online space is being comfortable in your body. Because part of being an influencer means that you have to show up. There was a great deal of pain in my life around showing up full frame or even in person, right? All of these things sort of scared me because I was not comfortable in my skin. This was back maybe probably around April, I would say maybe even March. I was 30 
30 to 35 pounds heavier than where I am now. And I was hiding and I wanted more success and I wanted more freedom. And maybe you guys can relate to this. I wanted it all. But for some reason, I knew in my heart of hearts that I wasn't going to be able to get to the next level unless I overcame everything that was making me feel insecure. And one of those things, the biggest thing for me, was my body. I was overweight. I had gained all of this heavy poundage because I was just focused on my business 24-7 and I wasn't taking care of myself. And so I had this, this breakthrough where I had consistently hit the same numbers month after month after month and I knew I wanted to go to the next level but I also knew to get to the next level I needed to put myself out there more I needed to do in-person events I needed to be more um, full frame in my Instagram photos I needed to show up more and yeah all of these things were things that I wanted to do but at the same time I didn't feel like I was good enough to do them I felt like I was way too not confident is like the best way to put it. So I went on this journey and I decided that if I really wanted to level up and take things to the next level, I needed to heal all the areas of my personal life that were still struggling. I did this a while back with my relationship and that made huge leaps and bounds for my business. I did this with my family and made huge leaps and bounds in my business. And this was the time, again, back in March or April, I decided, hey, I'm going to do this for myself, but also so that I can grow um, the business that I that I know in my heart of hearts I deserve to have. So I went on this crazy journey to find the lifestyle and the healthy routine that made the most sense to me, the one that lit me up the most, the one that I could look at and say, oh my God, this is exactly what I need to do and this fucking works. And before I did that and and actually took the leap to apply a healthy diet and a healthy exercise plan and, you know, healthy other lifestyle things because we know it's not just about that, right? Uh, I had to overcome a lot of fear. I had to overcome these great challenges around whether or not I was good enough, whether or not I was capable, whether or not I deserved to have a sexy, thin, fit-toned body. And I, for a really long time, didn't feel that way. And I met this amazing woman at Date with Destiny in December. Her name is Stephanie Burgos. She is on this episode today. Stephanie and I, oh my gosh, we just connected instantly. I shared things with her that she felt were really connected to what she needed to hear she shared things with me where I was like, fuck, like, where are you coming from? You ever hear, does that ever happen to you, right? Like, someone says something to you and you're like, dude, how did you know to say that? Like, I needed to hear that, right? And so a couple months ago, I had hired Stephanie to be my one-on-one coach for a month intensive where we went through all of the limiting beliefs around my weight and my body and what was holding me back. And really, at the end of the day, when I look back, she was the catalyst that changed the direction of my wellness. And I am so honored and so grateful to share her with you guys today on this episode of the Badass Business Podcast. Whew, six and a half minutes in, girl. This was a long-ass introduction. But it's important for me to know and, and mention to you guys that, like, she changed my life, right? And and I'm so excited to share her with you guys today Uh, Stephanie and I dive into all of these topics around body image and wellness and health and lifestyle and balance in trying to grow a business and also taking care of your body. Stephanie is absolutely incredible. She's been doing this for years. She's also a doctor, which is super cool because 
let's face it, there are a lot of people out there giving nutrition advice who don't have a medical background, and Stephanie does. So it made me feel like I could trust her even more. So I hope you enjoy this episode today, guys. One final thing, if you love it, please leave us a five-star review. It lets us get seen by more people. And just one more reminder, come join the five-day challenge. It starts next week, and there's no excuses, and there's free things. I'm giving away over $1,000 worth of free goodies to you guys. So badassbusinessbabe.com slash five day, badassbusinessbabe.com slash the number five, D-A-Y. Okay, back to Stephanie and all that is amazing. Enjoy this episode, you guys. This is the Badass Business Podcast. You're listening to the Badass Business Podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to claim a wildly free life. Tune in to hear new episodes every Tuesday by yours truly, Lauren Liz Love. This is the space where we can have open conversations about growing a successful business and creating a vibrant lifestyle. It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. So we're going to have some fun. Excellent. Are you excited? I'll intro you before so you don't even have to worry. We'll just press record and we'll rock it. Do you know what's so funny? Like I've been thinking about this. We met for the first time six months ago and now we're coming full circle again six months later. It's almost like the same experience, right? Like so it's from Date with Destiny to UPW and like so much fucking happens in six months. It's nuts. That's crazy. And you look like a new woman. Thank you. You really, really do. You well, look- now, now you're a new woman because you got a ring on your fingers. So yeah. we're, we're both vibing high lately, right? <laughs> Absolutely. But just, you know, just you with your radiance and it really, it's, it's incredible to see you. You know, it's incredible to see how you made that shift for yourself. Well, I think it's, it's, I'll say this before we dive in. It is such a fucking honor to have you on this podcast because you were the first person who made my journey what it was. Like I wouldn't have gotten into a space of taking care of my body and wellness had I not hired you to kickstart that for me. Like, and so the audience doesn't really know this, but like Stephanie and I, we met at um, Date with Destiny at Tony Robbins, right? And I was there because I was like, I want to take care of my health. I got to get my body back. And Stephanie and I got on a call and I was like, okay, this girl's, this is the real deal. Like she's going to teach me something that I don't know and I remember you asked me this question where we were talking about, do you remember this, the old picture of me? Right, right. And I yeah. said, what happened? I said, what happened? Yeah. You know, what happened that you let yourself go? But I loved that question because nobody has ever asked me that. They've been like, oh, well, you'll get there one day or like, just keep your chin up. You'll get back to that body. But you like called me out on it. You're like, what happened? Like, Oh my God, that was huge and groundbreaking for me. So I just want to say before we dive into this, thank you because you you literally gave me my life back, girl, and I owe you for that. Oh, you're very welcome. Really do. It really, really was an honor. Yeah. So let's talk about your health journey because I know we've spent so much time in our private relationship talking about mine, but like I want to know about yours. Like, tell me all of the things about Stephanie and her health. Absolutely. So for me, my journey in relation to my body started as a child, you know, and I think a lot of women can really relate to that. It's like, this is not, you know, when people are trying to lose weight and they're thinking about their wellness goals, it's not just something that has come on in the past month, year. It's something that really has been 
you know, troubling them for years. And so for me, I was that quote chubby girl in, in, you know, in middle school and in grade school. And I had the, um, I would say that my mother was someone that was always losing weight, always on diets. And I would go with her to like Nutrisystem. I don't know if you, if you even remember that. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. You know, like the boxes of food, like Jenny Craig, right? <laughs> yeah. It was like the boxes of food. So I would go with her to Nutrisystem. I would go to go with her to Weight Watchers. So I was watching my mother battle her own self image, which to those of you who have children, right. You know, realizing that they're watching you as you are going through your own journey you know, you are the example, you know, to your children. And your so, mom is really thin too. Right? Now my, my mother has lost over a hundred pounds. Oh my! And God. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. My mother used to be as high as 246 pounds and she's now 129 pounds. Oh my God. So she's lost a lot of weight and she also has had her own wellness. But for me, I was a chubby girl and in high school, I was also overweight and I started dieting at around 11 years old, 11, 12 years old. I remember going into clothing stores at that age, really disappointed with how I was looking and wanting to fit into clothes at 11 years old, 12 years old, wanting to wishing that I could fit into clothes, skirts and dresses that I just couldn't fit into because Mm -hmm. I was overweight and I was chubby. And so in high school is when I actually fully started dieting. I started, I started doing Weight Watchers and I would go to school. I and, did too. Yeah, I would go to high school with my, you know, with my points. Point system. Went, oh. Did you have like a slider where it, back then it was like a slider? Yeah, like, exactly. They don't have that anymore because it's all on an app. <laughs> I know now it's on an app and there's like those points don't even exist anymore. It's like a different way. It's like, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. But it was, you know, it was something that I continued and I was also bullied in high school. So I was bullied in high school and I had a lot, there was, I went through the whole mean girl kind of experience and just having this, just never fully loving how I looked. And it went on to college in college. I gained 30 pounds my freshman year of college, just because I was eating out all of us who, who, who go away to college. We know what that's like. It's like, you're eating out late you're studying hard. I was pre-med at the time, really stressed out. And I was overeating and I gained, I went to my highest, which was 199 pounds. And I'm about five, eight, which for me is high. And I remember coming home that summer after college and I was devastated, like nothing, a size 13, you know, back when like size 13 was like the highest that they were in the stores at Macy's, nothing fit me. And I remember one day crying sitting like on the floor in the dressing room with my mother crying because nothing fit me in the store. And she looked at me and she said, you know what you need to do? We just need to start working on your, you know, we need to start working on what you're eating. You need to start exercising. This was in college at the time? This was in college at the time for this part. And so what I did was that I started working out at home. I don't know if you remember like the firm exercises. Oh my God, stop it. I know exactly what you're talking about. My mom had them and like the, the tapes. There yes. was this girl, um, Shireen, Shireen, something, Charlene. Charlene with the, but she wore the little unitard, like the little leotard and the leggings that she would do these like aerobic. Oh my God. I love those. Sorry. (laughs) Getting nostalgic here. It was amazing. I know it was great. And you know, they had the little stepper and had a little stick and you would do your workouts. And so during the summer, I made it in my goal that during the summer I would follow Weight Watchers and I would do the workouts at home. And so I started losing weight during the summer and I changed my mindset that while I was at school, because I went away for college, 
I would just focus on maintaining. And that really worked for me after freshman year, that idea of having periods where I would lose, really focus on losing, and then I would focus on just maintaining. I like that concept, that back and forth. Exactly. So just kind of taking that gradual kind of approach where you allow your body to kind of go into balance and then you start ramping. Probably is easier to keep the weight off too, because if you're not always losing, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And just that mindset of maintenance, right? Because that in itself, it's like when you go from always wanting to lose weight and you're constantly losing, just that idea of maintenance is also something that can really be difficult mindset wise, because when you, when you want to see weight loss, you know, when you want to see pounds being lost on the scale, the idea that you're kind of staying the same and being okay with that and, and still loving yourself in that process of just staying the same when, you know, just that mindset shift in itself helps. Yeah. Yeah. And, wow. and so that, that's just college. And then in medical school, then after college, I went to medical I didn't school. I not know any of this. Oh <laughs> and then I, this is why I do this work. This is why, you know, this, it's my, I I've love walked, this about I, you. Yeah. I've walked the walk. I've walked the emotional journey of yeah weight and self-acceptance and self-love and how that ties into your confidence. But in medical school, I also started gaining back the weight again, again, because I was stressed. I was stress eating, emotional eating, um, just the studies from that. And then in residency was when it started to really creep back up again. And that's when I really started sharing on social media and I started my online business. And so at the time in residency, I had reached a point, this was back in 2013, I had reached a point where, you know, really there was no, you know, nothing in my closet fit me again. So I went from that experience of, you know, being in a fitting room and nothing fitting Happening all over again. Happening all over again. Again, because I never healed my relationship, A, with myself and my body, and also B, that relationship with food and emotional eating. Mm-hmm. You know, it was always just this Band-Aid that I was putting on, you know, on it. And I just, I had not, I never really healed that relationship and really worked through that. Yeah. And, you know, I think too, like, just as you're sharing this, there's so many common threads in like my own life with what you went through. And I think so many women go through this. The piece where, like for me, where my my ears kind of go like, oh, wait, there's a connection. Like you were pouring yourself into schoolwork, pouring yourself into residency, right? Um, my sister's going through this right now, right? Like she's in optometry school and she ate nothing but fast food for six months and right. gained so much weight. So I feel connected to that because when I started my entrepreneur journey, I did the same thing where I was like, I'm pouring myself into my career. I'm pouring myself into my success. I'm pouring myself into my growth in my business. And then my health suffered. So do you think that, is that kind of like looking back, is that where you kind of went wrong? Like you didn't learn how to juggle and prioritize yourself with? I would say, yeah, there was an, there was an imbalance there. You know, one thing that, you know, I'm actually an emergency medicine physician for those who don't know. And one thing that I talk a lot about, even with my patients and what I see is that when you are constantly working towards your goal, when you are pouring into whether it's your business or your family, or you're, you know, you're putting yourself last, you know, that that's what ends up happening is that you're the first one that kind of gets put on the back burner. Mm -hmm. And as a result, before you know, it's easy, as we all know, it's easy to gain the weight. It's easy 
to feel that lethargy, to feel, you know, to kind of quickly go for the foods that are, that are fast food and not as good for us than to actually take the time for ourselves. And so I would say absolutely that in that stress, I, in residency, I was working 70, 80 hours a week, you know, having a schedule that was days, evenings, overnights, you know, constantly shifting. And so, and I think in the entrepreneurial life, it's similar, right? It's like you are pouring, you're working your butt off, mm. giving, giving, giving. You don't think there's enough time for yourself, but actually what you're hurting yourself because you need, you need your body to be at its best. You oh, I know. Yeah. You know. And you know, you know yeah, that. Totally, totally. You need your body to be at its best energetically, physically, but also that clarity in your mental state that comes when you take care of your body, when you exercise, when you feed it properly. Yeah. And one thing that I also have noticed, and I see it in my patients, I see it in people that I mentor and I work with, is that a lot of people, you know, they will trade their health for wealth mm. only at the end to then trade your wealth for your health. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you're catching that, but it's I'm like totally catching it hundred percent. Yeah. What's, what ends up happening is that what I see is I see, you know, you have to understand in the emergency room, I see both sides. I see the health, the healthy body. I see the diseased body. I see the younger person who's on a, tra who's on a train track to like, you know, to hell. And then I see another, you know, on the opposite end, who's someone who's desperately fighting for their health. Mm. Well, isn't this like, there's, there's, there are two really big pieces that we need to dive into from everything you just shared. But so I'm going to start with the, the last one that just came up for me, which is like, you say, oh, well, I have to put, or people, not you, because you're healthy and well, and I'm not in that space anymore either. But I used to be in this space of, well, no, I don't, I can't focus on my health because I got to get my business growing or I got to make money or I have to do X, Y, and Z. And I prioritize all of that stuff. But then what you said is so powerful where they, they trade their wealth for health, where they probably end up in the hospital spending even more money, even more time trying to fix the problems that are going on internally. Absolutely. Insane. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what ends up happening is that you're constantly striving. You, you, tr you trade your, your physical wellness and your emotional wellness chasing money. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and it's like, you know, how do you find that, you know, or, or building your business or pouring into your family? It's, it's taking it's, care of your kids, right? Right. Taking care of your children, you know, and it's, and mm -hmm. it's, you have to be very careful. And it starts first with obviously just being mindful of that, just being mindful that this is an error that you're making, you know, because if you are not, if, you know, real, and the, and the problem too with health and the problem too with, you know, disease is that a lot of these things, they don't just happen. It's not like an immediate cause and effect. It's not like, Oh, I'm going to put this into my body and then I'm going to physically feel ill the next day. Otherwise people wouldn't do it. It's the long, it's the long term effects, right? It's the long term of not exercising and those pounds slowly creeping on. It's the long term of having your body filled with processed foods and, you know, junk from the, you know, from the supermarkets and, you know, just diseased animals probably sometimes and the quality of the, of the foods that we're eating. Yeah. What does that do to your system long term? Well, okay. So let's, let's talk about this piece. Oh my God. I love this. I'm just have to tell you, like, I'm loving this. Cause I'm like, 
I'm on the health train. I feel so connected to this conversation. If you and I sat down to do this like six months ago, I would have cried in between the episodes. Like, oh my God, she's telling me everything that I'm not listening to. But now I'm listening. I'm awake. And I think there are a lot of people who aren't. And the first thing they say is like, well, Dr. Stephanie, I don't have the time to work out. I don't have the freedom in my schedule to do these things. Or I don't have the money to buy high quality foods. I know you're shaking your head, but tell me, like, what are you, what do you feel around that? What do you what do you think about that? I would say, and I and I always will tell. I will say that it's it's not a it's not a priority to you, and that's mm-hmm. a direct. I mean, that's a fact, right? Because at the end of the day, if something was really important to you and something was a priority to you, you will make the time for it. You will find a way. You know, you will not keep having that excuse, those, that story in your head that you're having around this aspect of your life. So I like to give the example of a mother and a child and the child having severe allergies, right? It's like if you knew that what you were putting into your body would kill you or hurt you, you would figure out a way. Just like if you had a child that had severe allergies to eggs, to, you know, which happens now, yeah. to all these allergies, even as difficult as it may be, if they were allergic to wheat and they were allergic to gluten and they were allergic to dairy and they had all these allergies, you would make it a priority and you would find a way to make sure that your child does not have or, or get exposed to anything that will kill them. Right. And so you will make it that a priority. So but we don't make ourselves a priority. No, we don't. We don't make ourselves a priority. And it's the same idea. It's, mm-hmm. you know, these, the way we treat our body you know, is either killing us or, or helping us. Yeah. And, you know, the foods that we're putting into our body are either causing disease or preventing disease. And mm-hmm. so you have to think the long term. And yes, I understand that some people that it can be more, it's, it's more of a premium to be paying for better quality foods. But then that's where you tap into sales. That's where you tap into you know, you tap into the resources of maybe local markets. You tap- but you also save money on things like not having to buy, you know, extra Tylenol because your back hurts or, right. you know, heartburn medication because you're not eating the right foods or right. the subscription to heal your gout. Like, you know, all of these little things that, right? Right. Or also you look at where are you spending your money? You know, some people have unhealthy habits to handle their stress. So, you know, are you spending it on alcohol? Are you spending it on cigarettes? But even fast food is even more expensive than high quality produce or meat at the grocery store. Absolutely. And so it just takes, yes, will it take some planning? Absolutely. And yes, will it take the foresight to say, okay, I need to make this as part of my weekly plan? Yes. And will it be difficult at times? Yes, it Mm. will be difficult at times. And we know that, you know? And so it's just, it's just, I think, also, it's, under, it's helping, you know, people to understand that, yes, it will be difficult. Yes, it's going to take some planning, but that's, that's just a fact. So yeah. now, you know, it, there's no easy way around this. And a lot of people want to find an easy, quick fix. Mm-hmm. They want to find a Band-Aid, but they don't really want to get to the issues. And I'm about getting to the issues and really figuring out what's really stopping you from reaching your goals, your wellness goals. What's the story? You What are the excuses you keep telling yourself? Yeah, I love this. So on the topic of excuses, I think uh, if you notice, like even for you or for me, like we went on these journeys of trying and failing, trying and failing, doing good and then screwing it up. And this back and forth of like, 
never being consistent and never finding that solid ground, what did you have to do in your mind? Because I know your new program talks all about mindset. What did you have to do to actually be driven and say, not this time, I'm going to fucking do it and I'm going to make it work. This is the time I succeed. I think there definitely, there, there was a mindset shift. So for me, it was where I stepped away from the scale and I stepped away from trying to lose a certain number and trying to beat a certain number to really focusing on strength and really focusing on improving my stamina and improving my endurance and improving the way that I feel energetically. And I got to a point where I was tired of feeling sick and tired. I was Mm. tired of feeling like shit for lack of better terms, like literally. And I was tired of that addictive nature that I had to caffeine. I mean, I was drinking like quadruple shots of espresso Yeah, and I hated that feeling. So I got to a point where I said, you know what? My body deserves better. I deserve better. I deserve to have the energy that our body wants. As you know, you see what it's like now. You're mm. at a journey you know, where you see what it's like when you're, the body wants to be well. The body and wants to heal. The body wants to heal. And if you provide the proper nutrients, the proper substances, your body will heal itself. Mm. And so for me, that was a shift where I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop chasing a number you know, because that also happens, right? How many women say, oh, if I only lose five pounds, if I only lose five more pounds, I'll be happy. You get to that five point mark and guess what happens? Oh, if I only lose five more pounds, if I only get to 130, you know, yeah. I'll be happy. You get to 130. Oh, if I only get to 125, you know, there's this constant, you're tr- mm-hmm. constantly chasing a number when I need it, you know, so for me, that was a huge mindset shift where I said, you know what, I need to focus on improving the quality of my life, improving the stamina, improving my energy. And to me, that has been what has been the long standing change that I needed. That's mm-hmm. what, that's what a lot that has what that has allowed me to break up with my emotions, you know, because if you think about it, in, you know, in my book, actually, I talk about this, the breakup that has to happen with food, you know, that has to happen. It's, it's really a, an emotional breakup that needs to happen. But and there's a grieving process to that Absolutely. too. It's a grieving process because in a, you know, so many women self soothe with food, mm-hmm. you know, so many, you know, that, you know, those warm comfort foods that mm-hmm. you know, mama's pasta and like, yeah. or like the sweets and like, you know, you're just like, mm, like when you're stressed, when you're happy, when you're, you know, when just all so many emotions as yeah. you, and it's like, how do you say, oh my goodness, I I don't, you know, that's not good for me anymore. And what am I going to do in its place? Or what am I going to do to, to help soothe myself and in a different way, in a different way. And that's the hard, that's, that's truly the difficult part of the journey is, is really being honest with yourself. I tell people a lot of times you want to lose weight and that's great, but really, are you willing to be honest with yourself? Are you, are you willing to really dig deep down into what are the real issues? Is it, you know, with your past issues in your relationship issues, you know, that are in, and are you willing to really do that hard work? Because otherwise, if you're not, everything that you're going to be doing is going to be putting band-aids on. Totally. And that's, you know, that's the hard part. Yeah. I think too, like, um, I remember when I went just recently to health and wealth mastery and you've been to that event, so you know, kind of what happens. I know it's called life and wealth mastery. 
I still call it health and wealth because that was really like the breakdown. But that first week, the hardest part for me was going to bed, laying in my bed and not eating something. And I hadn't done that stuff. Like I hadn't been in that space of not eating right before I went to bed in my bed watching TV in like a year and a half. And when I realized in that moment, I was like, holy shit, I do this every day. Mm -hmm. I'm adding all these unneeded, these totally unneeded calories into my system because I'm only doing it because I'm tired and I'm craving something to keep me awake, whatever it is. And I think for me, the biggest breakthrough and kind of what you're talking about too is like your body is a vehicle and your mind is what's in control, right? And oftentimes when we're soothing and we're trying to do all these things, it's because we're letting our body run the show or we're letting our emotions run the show and where our soul is not the one to say, hey, wait a minute, I'm in charge, right? Like, yeah, it's so fascinating for me to look at it because I, I spent so many years looking at it from the other way. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. I'm going to eat. I'm, in, I'm anxious. I'm going to eat. I'm stressed. I'm going to eat. So I don't eat in the bedroom. I only eat at the table. We don't eat in front of the TVs anymore. Don't eat at the computer. Mm-hmm. Sit down, have my meals. And it's that lifestyle change that's probably the bigger difference more than anything. Even, right. you know, food was important. Yeah, but it was the lifestyle changes. That too. And also, you know, you've done your own due diligence in working through a lot of a lot of personal things, the inner that stuff has, that you talked about, other yeah. stuff, you know, and I think that also is a huge part of why this part, I think life and wealth came at a time when it was optimal for you, you know, yeah. you receive it, you know, <sighs> you were ready to really implement because I had done so much emotional work. Too. So yeah. Emotional work. It was the same thing for me. I did life and wealth this year as well, a couple months ago. And it was at an, at a phenomenal time for me. It was, it was right where I could receive it. I could implement it and I could keep it going. It's, you know, so that's, that's key is that. And, and I think that speaks to the fact that this is a journey and this is not a finite two week, one month, three month process, but this is really a journey. And I think that's important that we, you know, that, that, that is said to those, you know, to understand it's a lifestyle, like you said, and the journey to being well and really truly being well doesn't just happen in a month. It doesn't just happen in three months. It doesn't just happen in a year, you know? And I think having that expectation, right? Because I think that's also what's key and why people fail is that they have unrealistic expectations. Totally. You know, you know, you know what I mean? Of what happen. Oh my gosh. So my, my sister, right. I'll just use her as an example. Cause she doesn't listen to this podcast and she doesn't care. <laughs> she's lost 25 pounds. Congratulations to her. She's fucking rocking it. She and I have been holding each other accountable, but she went on this trip recently. Um, and she was eating all these salads and she was, you know, fueling her body in the right way. And when she stepped on the scale, she's like, I only lost two and a half pounds this week. I only lost two and a half pounds. And she got really down on herself and I had to do some work with her to be like, well, wait a minute, if this is a lifestyle and not a sacrifice, don't you feel good that you put all this amazing food in your body and you still lost weight? Like, don't you feel good that you nourished yourself and you're not feeling like the heaviness and the acidity in your body anymore? So I told like the, un- did you have unrealistic expectations when you started your journey? Absolutely. I think for me, it was like every single time I stepped on the scale, I wanted to lose weight. 
It's mm-hmm. like, that's unrealistic that every single time you step on the scale, you lose, yeah. you know, that's unrealistic or, you know, that I'm going to lose, you know, 10 pounds in four weeks. You know, that's, those are, un- I mean, obviously, yes. Could some people do that? Yes. Depending on where they are in their journey and how and much. In the beginning, it's easier to lose a bigger chunk of absolutely. weight. And when you have more weight to lose in the beginning, but now yeah. losing weight is even more complicated than, than that with, you know, hormones and just, you know, pe- you know, people's metabolisms and the amount of stress, but yes, absolutely unrealistic expectations. And I, hate when people are just like, I only, I only lost. And I, I'm always, because we need to learn how to celebrate more. This is not just in our physical wellness journey, just in life, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, especially those of us that are entrepreneurial and those of us that are constant strivers, I'm guilty of this. You know, how often do we pat ourselves on the back when we're successful, you know, and how often do we celebrate the small, the small steps in the journey? Yeah. And really that's, you know, this is more deeper than, but that's life in general, right? Oh, life, no, is all about, life is all about celebrating the everyday, mm-hmm. you know, because tomorrow's not guaranteed. A week from now is not guaranteed. And I really genuinely believe that's what life is about. Life is about the celebration of every day and working towards that mindset. So when I have clients and they're just like, I only lost, I said, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Like you said, with your, with your sister, you know, and it's just mm-hmm. really reframing and helping people to understand that any any progress is progress. And, and, and that's, and that's something we need to always be mindful of. Yeah. So when you started your journey, I know in the beginning of this episode, we were following that beautiful story, right? So fill me in what happened when you decided to make the change and started your business, uh, you were in residency, right? So what happened? Let's talk about that. Yeah. So I, again, I was working 70, 80 hours a week and I had nothing in my closet that fit me because I wear scrubs to work and scrubs are like sweatpants, for healthcare professionals. That's yes. I mean, seriously, they're super comfy. And, <laughs> and again, I didn't allow the excuse that I had no time to be, and I was someone that I always worked out. Actually, I should say that I've always been one to work out. I will say that about myself. My biggest issue has been nutrition and no eating. Because I would always go for walks. I mean, I lived in Boston at the time. I did my residency at Harvard. And so I lived in Boston. And I would walk three, four miles. I walked a lot every day. And I was still active. I was on the elliptical machine, in my gym, working out. But again, because I hadn't healed that part with food, and because I I didn't say enough was enough, I still wasn't seeing the results coupled with stress. And so when I made that change, I said, enough is enough. And I am going to commit all in into my journey. I'm going to work out from home because again, I'm not going to leave it to the fact that I don't have a lot of time. I'm going to find something that fits my schedule and I will adapt it to my schedule. So I started working out from home. Yes, I love group exercise and I think they're phenomenal, but sometimes when your schedule is packed, it's difficult. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. Or sometimes when it's cold outside, you don't want to wake up at 530 in the morning to go to the gym and in the snow, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. let's set, let's be realistic with ourselves and make it easy for ourselves in that sense to say yes to exercise. So I started doing something, I started working out from home and I started really tracking what I was eating and I use at the time I used my fitness pal actually, you know, the app. I used an yeah. app. Yeah, I used an app to just track what I was eating. I, you know, I stuck to a certain calorie. I, start, I tried to think of I tried to think of what worked for me when I did Weight Watchers, what foods worked for me, what was really and so I started making those changes and just staying consistent to those changes no matter what. 
So again, Mm -hmm. I've made the decision, right? It's the decision to make a change. And then I stayed consistent to that decision. And on top of that, I threw in where I was like, I'm going to share my journey on social media because why, you know, that's the ultimate accountability. What was that like? Yeah, that's something we have to talk about, that vulnerability of sharing your progress. Absolutely. And I think for me, that was really powerful. And the reason why I did that actually was at the time I had, I had been working at children's hospital and I had had about, I had had two young girls who came in 18 years old, overweight, they were suicidal and they were depressed. And I remember thinking, wow, I wish I could do more for them. I wish I could sit here and pour into them. And though, you know, and that's what I do now in my work online and it's just building confidence and in my one-on-one work. And I remember that when I decided to start sharing my journey, I said, you know what, if my journey can help one person, can inspire one person, then it's going to be worth it. And when I think about what I share on social media, I never thought about myself, if that makes sense. You know, I never thought about myself. And even now to this day, five years later into sharing my journey on social media and being present every day on social media, I am always saying there's one person, one person out there who needs to hear my message and who will be inspired. And I've always kept my mindset around that and utilizing my journey and saying there's someone else out there who can benefit from it. And so, yes, I was being vulnerable, but it was in service of others. And it was, you know, it's, it's like, I like that saying that you can, you can't be nervous when your heart is on service. And, you can't, you know, and whenever I'm thinking about things I'm doing, even as an entrepreneur, when I'm, when, I, when I'm about to go on a stage or I'm about to do something like this, like a podcast, I just always think, you know, this is for someone else. This is serving someone else. It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do for me, you know? And so that for me at that time, that's how I looked at that vulnerability piece. It gives you courage. It gives you courage. It gives you courage because, right? It's like, why do we fear things? It's, it's, it's because of that. It's more of an ego-driven, you know, sensation, more of an ego-driven feeling. Mm-hmm. And when we remove that and we say, no, this is for someone else, we'll do more. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, sometimes for weight loss, that idea that it's for someone else can actually be helpful when you say, well, I'm going to be a fitter mom so that I can have more energy with my kids or I'm going to have a better body so I can have a more intimate relationship with my partner right? That, that idea of servitude actually goes quite a long way in your ability to create a successful outcome in whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, whether it's growing your Instagram following or losing weight. Absolutely. And and I see that all the time. I see a lot of women who come into my ER, a lot of women that I mentor, they're constantly putting themselves last in, you know, they're constantly trying to do all these things to want to create a better life for their family and to want to be better spouses to their partners, but then they don't have that confidence, you know, mm-hmm. and their bodies are overweight and they don't have the energy and the stamina and then they can't play with their kids or maybe they're very irritable with their children or their spouse because they're not happy with themselves and they are, you know, they're not feeding themselves properly and they're not making that time. Or like you even, you touched upon the lack of intimacy, you know, and the lack of intimacy in relationships and whether or not you feel comfortable being naked in front of your partner and whether or not, you know, are you someone who's going into running into the closet, you know, running into a Mm. closet really quickly or shutting off the lights immediately or, you know, how comfortable do you feel in your own skin with your partner and even just look, or even with yourself, right? I mean, let's talk about that. It's like, how comfortable do you feel 
looking at yourself, you know, when you're standing naked and in your glory. When I, when, when I was overweight, we didn't have a full length mirror in the house. And when I started losing weight, I turned to Matt, I said, we need a full length mirror in this house now because I wanted to continue to see myself, to honor myself. And when I was overweight, I didn't want anything to do with my body. I was in such avoidance of looking at it. I I separated myself from it in such ways, not just with my partner, but with myself as well. Right. Absolutely. And you know, and one thing that, and this is kind of the premise for why I called my course the way, you know, own your sexy, which is the, you know, the course Mm -hmm. that I have. And it has to do with the fact that, you know, a woman's power is in her sensuality. It's in her sexuality. And so much of how we feel, you know, when we look at ourselves in the mirror and I really genuinely feel that we need more women really stepping into who they really are and really accepting their sexiness and being playful and being beautiful and stepping into that radiance of who they are. And that's only going to serve them in their relationships, you know, at work, in business, you know, for you, you know, right now you're glowing, you know, you are absolutely radiant. And when you're going to go on stage, people are going to see that. And when, you know, in everything that you're doing, and it's because you're stepping into, you know, who you really are as a woman. Mm -hmm. And so for me, with the work that I do, it's like, I want that for every woman. Just like I'm sure the way you feel, don't you want that feeling for everyone? 100%, 100%. But you forget when you're so overweight what that actually is. Like you, like you truly forget it. Like the other day, Matt and I were sitting in the, on the couch, something as simple as watching TV, right? Because I had not just the physical ailments of being overweight. Um, and I was sort of, I think I was in the obese category at one point. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I didn't just have the physical ailments. I had the emotional ailments. So I was, I would try to watch TV and I would have anxiety and I would fidget and I wouldn't be able to be present and I would feel stressed and, and sad sometimes. And the other day we were sitting on the couch. I'm like, I just want to tell you, like, I'm, I think I'm going to cry right now because I'm so grateful. Like, this is what joy feels like. Like I'm finally back. And it's so true that you forget sometimes you forget what it feels like to be truly in a body that operates with you and for you and not against you. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're more awake to it now. You're more present, you know, you're more aware Mm -hmm. and, and in a a sense, you know, that's, it's, it's huge blessing, right? It's a huge blessing that peace that you have within you and that self-acceptance that you have within you, that unapologetic self acceptance you know, self every woman can get to that point. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Every woman and it, every woman and everyone deserves to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So I, what I love about your program, Stephanie, is that it doesn't just touch on the nutrition or the fitness or the mindset. It's like, or the sensuality. It's all of these things. Right. And right. I think that's so important for women who feel like they have a mess of a problem on their hands, right? And they don't know which of those avenues to work on first. Do I work on my food? Do I start exercising? Do I get a mindset book? Do I hire a coach? So let's talk about, if you can share some of the pieces of Own Your Sexy and the what you would recommend to somebody who is just starting this journey and they don't know where to start. They're like, Dr. Stephanie, I, I have this overweight body. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. What do I change first? Where do I go? What would your answer be? No, I would absolutely say that number one, it's about, you know, creating that 
you know, really creating that self-belief in the possibility of what you can achieve and really getting on board with making sure that you're setting the right expectations within your heart and within your mindset of what it's going to take. And I think it starts there. It starts first with the vision. It starts first with the small baby steps towards self-belief. Cause I'm not going to sit here and say, yes, you're going to get self-belief in a week and like everything's going to happen. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I understand. And that's what I love about this course. It's six weeks and it's really meant to start building that momentum because, and it's a start because nothing, there's nothing out there that exists that in six weeks you're going to, it's going to completely, you know, fix everything in your life, you know, that again, that's an unrealistic expectation, but it's about just first starting with the vision, the self-belief, and then starting to work with small baby steps of let's start cleaning up your nutrition. Let's start getting you moving. Let's start helping you feel a big part of my program is we're going to go through an elimination phase with nutrition. You know, we're going to help you because it's really, I think a lot of people do not know what well feels like. They what foods are causing the problems. Right, exactly. And I think that's one of the biggest blessings and lessons that every human, every woman, every person should have is, is staying that student, you know, staying a student to their body and really being willing to say, okay, let me clean up my nutrition. Let me figure out what's going on. And then let me start the process of introducing foods. And so we're going to do that, you know, through the program. And I think what's going to be really awesome is that the beginning is going to be a little bit easier in a sense, because, and that's what ends up happening. It's like that initial momentum, that first week, six, you know, the first week and a half people are excited, but then what yeah. happens when the excitement ends? You know, oh yeah. And it's like, well, let's now tackle the real stuff. Let's tackle the mindset. Let's tackle, you know, so you, in a sense, you need everything you need to be touching on everything and you need to be open to touching on everything yeah and i think that's the key and i think it's it's so important that you surround yourself with a community a, a supportive community that is going to help you maintain that vision and help you have that compassion and that patience for yourself mm. you know when i you know even you know when i used to talk with you and work with you it's like having that compassion and that patience oh it means everything yeah it, you know, and it's just, and sometimes we just need that reminder. We well, to have a conversation about where you are and what you're feeling and what you're experiencing in your body can be one of the most impactful things that you do. Like, I remember when you and I were working together and you were my coach and I was like, I'm feeling really upset right now. Like, I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling depressed. Like, we need to have a conversation about this. And working through those emotions sometimes was the biggest being the, the biggest breakthrough in how I showed up and how I was eating and how I was exercising. Cause if I didn't have that conversation, that conversation would have, that thought would have weighed me down so much that I never took action. And that's what ends up happening. That's why I love, I, I, I get a smile cause I love the one-on-one -on -one work because it's not that someone needs me forever. Right. It's like, it's, it's just, they need that. It's, it's the, it's the, it's let's take, let's go through those feelings when they happen so that we can work together. We can reframe them. We can really dig deep and help you, sh you know, help you shift your mind around that. So you can keep working, you know, you can keep yeah. moving and keep working towards progress and keep moving towards your goals. Yeah. And that's, 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 what's awesome. <laughs> so this is all awesome. I loved this. This was absolutely amazing. Uh, and before we sign off, I kind of want to know from you, this just came to me younger self. Mm -hmm. what 
what do you wish you, you knew or what do you wish you were told back then when you were that girl who was struggling with her weight and was feeling uncomfortable in her skin? What did you need to hear? That you are enough, that you're worthy, and that your voice matters. You know, I think for, for me, those were things that I needed to hear. Like for those who, who don't, you know, obviously – I was someone that I, the person, the, the Stephanie you see today is not the Stephanie that was, you know, back then, you know, I was actually really shy, really quiet. i never spoke my mind. I never said anything. And you know me a little bit more than your audience does. You like dance on your Insta stories now, <laughs> like, like half naked. I love it. I'm in a bikini as a physician dancing on Instagram and confidence. And that's why I feel qualified to help women build their confidence and to take a woman from someone who's shy and timid to not, who doesn't feel like they're enough, who doesn't feel like they're worthy, who doesn't to, to helping them realize that they are worthy. I really genuinely believe that's my God given mission, you know, Mm -hmm. to, to help people see that they are enough and they are worthy. So that's what I would say to the younger self is that, you are enough as you are and you are worthy to be here and that your voice matters and we need you to speak out loud and be who you are unapologetically. Mm. Stephanie, this was fucking awesome. I (laughs) loved it so much. I know our audience is going to get so many golden nuggets from this conversation and we are going to make sure that we put, I would love to put a link to your book, Mm -hmm. right? Healthy ER Doc, right? Is that what it's called? Healthier You Project. Healthier You Project. Right. Amazing. So we'll put that in the show notes. Um, The link to your beautiful new program, the six-week program, we're going to put in the show notes as well. And your Instagram handle, because I love watching you dance. I think it's like one of the highlights of my day. And I'm sure our audience is going to love seeing that motivation from you. Um, Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. This is great. I love it. (laughs) So fun. Awesome. Did you love this episode? I do not even need to ask because I just know. Guys, isn't she awesome? Stephanie is like my favorite human on the planet. I mean, I have a lot of them, but she is she's really fucking cool. Anyway, if you're still listening, which I know you probably are because this episode was amazing, come register for the free five-day challenge. I don't want you guys to forget, so I'm bringing it up. You can click the link in the show notes or you can go to badassbusinessbabe.com slash five day badassbusinessbabe.com slash the number five D-A-Y. All right, guys. Love you so much. And if you have some time today, please leave us a five-star review. That would mean the world. Love you guys. Cannot wait to see you on the next episode. And I'm excited to see you in the five-day challenge. Talk to you soon.